0: Hi everyone, this is Anna and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Sunday Recap. I'm so thankful that you're here and just so thankful that you're listening today. It's a big week. This is Holy Week, as some people refer to it, yesterday was Palm Sunday, or this past Sunday was Palm Sunday, and we have Easter coming up, so if you're listening to this on the day or the week that it's released, we are in that week between Palm Sunday and Easter, I mean, if you listen to it later, we're in that week, I'm recording it in that week between Palm Sunday and Easter, so um, that's what we're going to talk about, I think that's, fitting um, that we celebrated Palm Sunday today at church, and um, the message that Joseph preached was about some things that happened in that week between Palm Sunday and Easter, so I'm excited to share the message with you. That's actually going to be the meat of this episode today, and uh, we'll see. I actually thought... I told Joseph when he was preparing for it, I was helping him make like some slides to share with the church that had the scriptures and then some graphics that would help like just keep people's attention. And um, I told him, you're going to be super long-winded because this is so many notes. But he wasn't actually whenever he called me up because I play the piano for like the altar call or the invitation, whatever you call it. And um, I was really surprised. I was like, oh, I thought... He wasn't done yet. I could have listened some more. And um not that I never feel that way, but it's always good when you do feel that way. Like you want to just keep hearing more. So it was a really good message this morning. We're going to talk about it. And on Thursday's episode, that's what I was going to say. I don't know how this is going to go, but on Thursday's episode, we're either going to be continuing this conversation. This could be a part one or part two um or we're going to just talk some more about what um the scripture tells us about that first resurrection uh Sunday. Um we'll look at some scripture there and we'll talk about just the the importance of this week and why we celebrate just what Jesus did for us and that's the most it's literally the most important thing we could ever talk about on this podcast and um, I'm honored that I get to share with you guys about it. Um, I think I've told you on a few other podcasts that our church has been reading the book of Luke together, and we used a plan on the Version Bible app, and so we read like a chapter each day, and then it had a little recap or a devotion that went along with it, and it was a pastor, and I can't remember his name now, but It was just like an audio recording of him talking about each chapter and on, um, in the chapters of Luke where it talks about the crucifixion. So it would be around like chapter 22, 23, 24. When he recapped it, he said, I don't even feel worthy to talk about this. I don't feel like how I share the story of what Jesus did on the cross. I don't feel like I could ever do it justice, but I feel like I have to. And I very much felt that coming into this week. um, Not necessarily for this Sunday recap episode, but definitely for Thursday's episode. It being um, the week leading up to Easter, I feel like I have to talk about it. I also feel like I'll never be able to do it justice. So you guys tune in. I'm going to present it just in the best way that I know how um, and in my style. And um, I'm looking forward to that. But back to this Sunday the Sunday recap Joseph taught on well let me back up so I'll just tell you a little bit about uh, the service uh, my brother-in-law JJ is back home from South Africa from his mission trip uh, they I haven't gotten to hear all the stories yet he just got home on Thursday but I know that they baptized 44 people in the name of Jesus while they were over there and that is just such a Uh, great news and I'm just thinking about the scripture in heaven how the heavens rejoice how the angels rejoice when one sinner comes to repentance and I know there's great celebration in heaven on the day all those people were baptized and we were celebrating here as well so he showed us some pictures from his trip and that was awesome we had um we had a good worship set we did I thank God by Maverick City and then we sang gratitude, which it was our first time to sing that song. I know it's been out for a while, but, and it's, I love it. It's just so good. And, uh, but we sang it for the first time at our church this morning. And then we sang great. Are you Lord? And into the chorus of how great thou art. I love, and this is just my personal opinion, but, um, I love it when we can mix like the new songs with some of the older hymns as well i think it's appropriate i think it reaches everyone who's listening and worshiping with us um some of those older songs are just so good and some of the newer songs are just so good too and we sang some of the best well i don't want to say best some of my favorites this morning we also had i want to share this um wednesday night at church we had um Some people out, it's spring break time around here, so some of our musicians and singers were out on Wednesday night, and so I asked two of the kids to help me sing, and we sang a song that our kids' choir normally sings, but the whole kids' choir wasn't there either, so it was just two of them sang with me. Uh, We sang My Jesus by Ann Wilson, and they did so good. This morning we had a spot in the service for a special, and I asked them if they wanted to sing again, and they were just so they were so so good and I just want to say that um, I've been singing in church for a long time and I was actually their age four or five years old three four five when I started singing in church and it's one of the things that has kept me that's kept me close to God all these years and one thing I love about our church um, when the kids get up there to sing of course you know people will take videos and pictures and stuff but our church is really good Um, they worship when the kids are up there singing, because we know that no matter what age you are, how young or how old, um, when we sing to the Lord, it's a it's an act of worship, of praise and worship. And it's just really, it was really sweet. And this morning, the kids were up there singing, and they were raising their hands to worship while they were singing. And it was just, it was awesome. And it just gives me so much hope for the church and for uh, the future when each of us was born. I think about the story of Esther. There's the, you know, the most quotable verse from the book of Esther is, perhaps you were created for such a time as this. And when God creates each and every one of us, it's for such a time as this. He puts us in the right time, in the right place for a reason. And I think about the world that these kids are going to have to grow up in. And it gets me choked up. I'm a, I'm a school teacher and I see a lot. And I hear a lot and I know um, and if you want to if you want to sneak peek into, you know, just like what's going on in the world, of course, you could turn on the news or you can watch um, the movies and and see what's on social media. But if you talk to a kid, um, it really is eye opening the things that are going on in the world because the things that our kids know about and the things that our kids are exposed to says a lot about where we are. As, um, not just as a nation, but as a, a people in in general and, um, to watch our kids standing up there singing and worshiping God and knowing that the kind of world that they are having to grow up in, um, God created them for such a time as this. And I'm seeing out of our children, just a, um, hunger for God and they're so the i well I'm speaking like for the kids in our church, they are so aware of the things of God, they're so spiritual, they know their bibles, like they they know scripture and um and I'm not just talking about my nephews um but all the kids at our church. It's amazing, and I believe that God's raising them up. um He's raising up an army to be his church in what I believe are the last days. And that's that's a really good segue into Joseph's message because he talks about how um, the Israelites, the Jewish people, they thought that Jesus, if he was the Messiah, if he was the Savior, that he was going to come with a sword and that he was going to come and he was going to raise up an army to fight against the um, Roman rule and that's not what happened so let's talk about his message i'm going to give you the highlights and um you'll see how it all ties in so let's look at his message was about um the title of his message was from praise it from praise to the grave and it's you've probably seen the graphic that says like a lot can happen in a week or a lot can happen in seven days or um and it shows like uh, The palm leaf and then maybe a glass and the bread and the crown of thorns, the cross to, and the um, stone rolled away to talk about how all of this, it was just one week that all of this happened. And Joseph talked about the week leading up to the cross, but he talked about some totally different um, events that happened that maybe don't normally get preached on around this time actually when uh we were talking about it leading up to sunday i did not realize that some of the things that happened and it's stories that i've heard before um and have read before and for some reason i just never realized that these things happened in that week um from the time that he rode into jerusalem on the donkey um into to um when he died on the cross and was resurrected so um His message was from praises to the grave, and he was talking about how when he rode into Jerusalem on the donkey that people were shouting out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, blessed is the kingdom of our father David, Hosanna in the highest. And Hosanna is one of those, it's a church word, right? We sing the song, um, Hosanna, blessed be the rock. It's an older song. And you might not have ever stopped to think about what that word Hosanna means. It actually means, um, please save us, please save. And so they were saying, uh, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, please save us because they were looking for a savior, but not in the sense that we know Jesus as our savior. And so this, this is what the message was about. They were looking for someone who would save them from the rule of the Roman government. They were under um they were being oppressed by the Roman government. And this is something that I might talk about in my um episode that comes out on Thursday, because you know I'm all about the historical context, but they were looking for someone who would save them from the being oppressed by the Romans. So that's why they were saying save us. They want they didn't want to have to pay taxes to Rome anymore. They didn't want to have to live um, under Roman rule. And we know this because of what happens next. And this is what Joseph's message was about. So he's riding into Jerusalem. And these scriptures, all of our scripture references will come from the book of Mark. And it's like chapters 11 through, I know it's through 13, maybe 14, 15. I don't know. We're definitely in Mark 11 through 13 here. But just think about what had happened before Jesus rides into um, Jerusalem on the donkey. They'd seen him do miracles. They'd seen him um, heal people. They'd seen him turn water into wine. They had heard all of these things that he had done. even heard him say that, you know, he was forgiving people's sins, which is awesome. Who doesn't want their sins forgiven? But they didn't really understand. They still didn't really understand, like, uh, the magnitude of what that meant. Um, And so he had a lot of followers who were following him because of what they had seen him do and not necessarily because of who he was. And we see that because of what happens next when he goes into the temple. And Joseph made the very, very convicting point today that so many of us are still uh, that way have that same attitude that we follow Jesus because of what he can do for us. And we're saying, please save us. Please, and we're not talking about from our sin. We're saying, please save us you know, because we're in financial distress or please save us because we need a healing for for our body. But then when things don't go the way we want them to, when he doesn't work it out the way that we want him to work it out, by the end, because this is what happened in scripture, they're, they're saying Hosanna, but just a few days later, they're saying crucify him. And we do that today. We call on God to save us in our situation, whatever it is. But then when it doesn't work out the way that we want it to, we're saying, "'Crucify him, you know what what do we need Jesus for he's not He's not helped us, he hasn't done what we want him to do, and that's just maybe harsh but so convicting um, but we see that they they really believed that he was gonna deliver them from the Roman rule, and they had a good reason um in the prophets, Zechariah especially prophesied that he would that Jesus would come, that a savior would come, and that he would come with an army, that he would come riding on a war horse, you know, not necessarily a donkey. And um, I think that he will. That's my belief, is that that's still yet to come. And they didn't understand that either. But um, what we see that happens next after he arrives in Jerusalem, let's look at the scripture, um, is that he goes into the temple and it's in mark chapter 11 verse 15 says that he came into the temple and he began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple and he overturned the tables of the money changer and the seats of those who sold pigeons and he says let's see i'm going to read verse 17 um is it not written my house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations but you have made it a den of robbers this is where um, so something they had done in the temple is that they had started to sell It says they were people they were they' selling pigeons. It's because they were selling animals in the temple that people could use for sacrifices, and that's not the way God intended it to be in the um if you think all the way back to Cain and Abel, Abel's sacrifice was accepted by God because he brought from his best what he had to offer and if you read in the book of Leviticus and in the Old Testament where God gives directions for the types of sacrifices to be brought he gives all kinds of like I don't want to say allowances but he made a way for even the poor even people who didn't have you know a lamb or a goat or whatever it was he made way for them to bring sacrifices as well whether it was a dove or a pigeon but these people were in the temple selling it and so people weren't bringing from what they had they were taking the easy way out by going and buying um something to sacrifice to the lord and then the people who were selling it they were taking advantage of that and the point the big takeaway that i took from this is joseph said that you can't buy your way into heaven and so for us especially like Um, In the Christian church, um, especially in most denominations, we we don't, wouldn't say that you can buy your way into heaven. You know, I'm not going to pay like for penance or whatever it is, but I'm not going to buy indulgences, right? But um, sometimes we can get started thinking that we can do something to get into heaven that we can get in by our works or by that we can get in by being a good person or that we can get in by giving money in the offering or giving money to the poor it is about money for us sometimes we think that if we give enough or if we um donate enough that we'll be good enough to go to heaven well that's a shortcut there are no there's and that's the point here right there are no shortcuts to heaven There's only one way to get there and it's through Jesus and what Jesus did and our focus has to be on Him. Um, The scripture says that He's the way, He's the truth and the life. He's the door, He's the gate. There's no other way to get into heaven unless you're going through Jesus. And it's it's such a simple message but it's such a relevant message because as time goes on Um, In the day and age that we live, there are going to be all kinds of people who are, there are, there are all kinds of people who try to say that there's another way into heaven, that we all believe in the same God. You know that whether you believe in Allah or Buddha or whoever, your higher power, whatever it is, that it's all the same. And it's not. We don't all worship the same God because we worship Jesus, the only God who was fully man and fully God who came and made himself a sacrifice for his people so that we don't have to do anything to achieve salvation except to believe that he is exactly who he said he was that he is the savior and not a savior from this world not a savior from our government but a savior from our sin and um, I just thought that was so powerful there are no shortcuts to heaven there's nothing you can do and so if you're a control freak uh like me maybe that's hard to accept that even my best isn't good enough to get me to heaven there's nothing i'll ever be able to do to get me there but maybe um it's a relief to you um it should be a relief to all of us because we're all going to fail and we're all going to mess up but if we know that we um that we know Jesus, that we've believed that he is God and that we've been baptized in his name and that he lives, he dwells on the inside of us, then we know that um, we get to be with him someday. And y'all, that was just the first point of Joseph's message this morning. And I told him that he was going to be long-winded and I'm being even more long-winded than him. So let's talk about... um, The next part, actually, there's really just, hmm, I've got a lot of notes. Okay, I'm going to talk about one more part. And if I don't finish it, I'm going to, I will come back to this in uh, Thursday's episode. The next thing that we talked about was probably my favorite part of this whole message. And I have never thought about this before. I've never understood it in this way before. And it's in mark chapter 12 starting with verse 13 and this is where they ask him about paying taxes and um let's see he says verse 15 says but knowing their hypocrisy he said to them why put me to the test bring me a denarius and let me look at it so they bring him this coin and he says whose image is on this coin and they said caesar's and he says then give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. So remember, they wanted someone to deliver them from Roman rule. They don't want to pay taxes to Rome anymore. They're try- And so they're trying to trap him. They're trying to get him to say, you don't have to pay taxes. Because then they can get him for like trying to rise up against the Roman government. And that's a way that they could get him arrested which he'll get arrested eventually, but this is not the time. And he tells them, whosever image is on the coin, that's who you should give it to. And then he says, and to God, the things that are God's. And Joseph talked a lot about how God, Jesus, he 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 doesn't care about government, right? He's, we we do. We get wrapped up in politics and all of this. And, jesus this is joseph's statement was that he wasn't a democrat or a republican he you know those things didn't even exist then those groups and we get really wrapped up in that but jesus he says render to caesar the things that are caesar's and to god the things that are god's and this was the part that really got me where is god's image if we look all the way back to genesis it says that he created man in his image so the image of caesar the image of um human government is on money but the image of god is on people he came for people he cares about people he's not concerned about money he owns the cattle on a thousand hills we just and that goes back to the people buying and selling in the temple money is trivial to god he doesn't need it did he call for us to give yes but not for him it's to take care of the church to take care of your pastor because we have to have money to do things on this earth but he doesn't need it and he wants you he's after your heart he's after um, people and sin separated us from God and that's why he had to come to get us back when we look at all of the terrible stuff that's going on in our world and it's so bad right now it's so bad and when we look at all of these horrible things we have to know that these things are happening because sin has separated us from God. We are so, the, the human race, we are just so far separated from God because of the sin that has come in. But this is our great hope. And what a great way to end this episode today. But this is our great hope. When Jesus came riding into, the, into Jerusalem on the donkey on Palm Sunday, 2,000 years ago, um, he hadn't died. For their sins, yet they were saying, Please save us, and their salvation was still a week away. You know, they could have put their hands on him, but the blood that had to be shed was still forthcoming. Today, when we cry out, Please save us, salvation is here, salvation has come. Our salvation has already been taken care of. It was, it was, our sin was covered 2,000 years ago on the cross with Jesus' blood. And all that's left for us to do today is to take that step towards God. Um, It's the prodigal son that I talked about in last week's Sunday recap. We take one step towards him and he comes running to us. So I'm going to close this um, podcast up today. I didn't get to talk about everything, but we'll come back to it. Just encouraging someone, if you feel far from God, take a step toward him. If you feel like sin has separated you from God, take a step toward Him. If you've gotten wrapped up in all of the things that you can do for God and you have forgotten what He's done for you, just pause and take a step toward Him. And He's going to meet you. He's going to come. He's going to find you right where you are because He came for us. He came for our hearts. I love you guys. And I'll see you on... Thursday, you guys have a great week. I hope that you uh, keep your eyes focused on Jesus this week. Um, If you're not doing a Bible reading plan, or even if you are, maybe you need to pause it this week and read. Read about the cross. It's a great time to remember what Jesus did for us. All right, that's it. I'll see you guys on Thursday. Hey, it's me again. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Also, would you consider leaving a review or rating it? I would really appreciate it. It helps the podcast get into the hands, the ears of other people who need to hear about the Word of God. And if you've listened before, you know how I like to end every podcast. You are a Bible reader. You can understand the Word of God, and you will be changed by what you read. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.